Hey, let's start the show. It's January, February 6th, 2014. Welcome what? to This Is that Only was completely off. The official podcast of Tested.com. I'm Will Smith, and apparently I've just gotten used to saying it's 2014 in January in time for it to be February in 2014. Norm mm-hmm. Jans here. Hmm. Something's never changed. How are you doing, Norm? Uh, you know, there's uh, there's some debate online about the proper way to pronounce the second month of the year. You mean February versus February? Yes. I was going to say, it's definitely the hardest to spell. David Snyder is here. It's the Wednesday of the months. Yeah, when yeah, Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. Wednesday. Wednesday. That, there's a there's, they're mixed up the syllables. Yes. And February. So February. February. That's Feb- like Feb- nuclear. Get rid of get rid of the R. Did you see the thing over like in December the the New York Times did where you answered yes. your regional pronunciations for Crayfish. different things? Mm-hmm. Crawfish. And then they told you where you live. Yeah, crawfish. Crawfish. Crawdad it was not it was actually crawdad for me. Not really accurate yeah. in Maryland. Uh, so mine got all messed up because my parents are from uh, Ohio. Oh, so I I both pinged the charts as from being Northern Virginia and Ohio. Yeah, I had a lot of I had Tennessee and Northern California. Yeah, you online. are the melting pot. Yeah, we're America. We, like, you know, there's nothing more America, song that American that. than America. It's like the Olympic start. We well, are America. This isn't a podcast where we do a lot of post-production music tie-ins and dropovers or any of that nonsense. This is just straight content all the way through start to finish. Just the words. Just the words. And Spoken. A, occasionally we do things like this. That is ominous. That, that scares the hell out of yeah. me. Yeah. We also have this one. That just makes me feel like I'm going through a video game maze. That signifies the transition from one segment to another. Okay, like get away from that last segment. Yeah, no, back off. It's, it's chasing you down. It's bad but news. Once the level loads, you'll yeah. be safe. Uh, yeah. Is that the... Yeah. yeah. That's what I got. And, and until the increased memory happened. When MMOs got open world and there was no load level, like I felt like the best parts of early MMOs, like EverQuest, mm-hmm. were when you would get... You, you just... You fucked up really bad and you were like, if I can make it to the zone edge, everything's cool. Because it's a complete reset. Sure, you would destroy everyone along the path from where you were to where sure, the edge of you the were zone that guy. was. Yeah, I got it. But it's fine. It's, slide, know. guys. Got to slide. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's time to run. Um, what you guys do? Uh, let's see. Big game happened this weekend. Super Bowl. I don't think we're allowed to say that. Super Bowl. You mean the big game? The super duper big. I didn't watch it. Really? I don't have uh, television in my house. Oh, I've got so I've got TV. So I'm a Netflix. I'm hipsters. A, no, I'm a I'm I've cut it. If I'm out. Wanna, it's out of there. If you want to know what a hipster looks like, it's Captain Ironic Sweater over there. What am I gonna? What do you mean I run? They let you stream just, it this year it's, online. It's a regular sweater. It looks perfectly fine. You had your hat on backwards yesterday. That was for comfort. Uh-huh. Five hundred thousand people streamed it. Really? Online. Did you have to pay? No, it's free. I didn't even know you could stream it. Wow. I like they football too. I just yeah. You're a football guy. Yeah. Um, it kind of wasn't a great Super Bowl year. Yeah, I hear I didn't miss anything. I made some real good guacamole. I used Devin's recipe. 
Oh, congratulations, by the way, to friend of tested Evan Lottie for his uh, ascension to editor in chief of PC Gamer. Hey, nice job, good. Evan. Yeah, hey, good job. You got important friends. I remember when he was fresh faced and brand new. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was like three years ago, maybe maybe five. Seems mm-hmm. like a long time ago. More than that, wasn't it? Seven. When did he start? I'm just let you continue. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, Evan's a great dude and do, do a really good job. Uh, what are we going to talk about this week? Is there, did anything happen? It's like you, there's said, a cu- you said the big game happened. Couple of some a big game. We watched some football. Uh, made some guacamole. What, what's your what was your eating strategy? Did you guys get wings as you tend to on? No, I went to a friend's place. And I had IKEA meatballs. IKEA meatballs. What the Ikea the slorns or something? I don't know what the name was. They've got a name. It's the weird. Without the gravy, without the lingonberry. What? No lingonberry, but made uh, made bruschetta to accompany it with. So I went to Ikea. I had never had. Last time we talked about the Ikea meatballs, I had never had them. Call me crazy, but furniture they're, store they're, food scares me. They're, how much are they? They're very cheap. Like yeah, they're super cheap. Ten, a, a dozen for like $3 yeah, or something. And then you should put them you in pay your pocket. A, you pay a dollar and you get five more. So, okay. So, it, it always get the five more. We had to go to Ikea when we were getting baby furniture. Um, like, because we bought the crib at Ikea. The Ikea, in case you are unaware, like cribs are fraught with danger and it's a good way, you know, you can easily, they're, they're scary. You're not supposed to do drop sides. You're not supposed to have, it's not supposed to be too convertible. If it has the wrong size mattress, it can have a choking. If it has bumpers, that's really bad. There's all sorts of stuff you're not supposed to put in cribs. Wow. So just, we, we just went and got, we went to Ikea and got the, the, it's like a hundred dollar crib, which is pretty much the cheapest crib you can buy. But still within these guidelines. And it's, it's because it's simple that it's, that it's the, it's the highest safety rating one. Wasn't making a crib back in the day like your official passage into adulthood into being a craftsman? Well, my father made a uh, wicker. Uh, um, <laughs> Just make that bassinet. Yeah, my father made bassinet for that. He my sister float and I the used. child down the river. Be like Moses? later, later, kid. You're out of here. You have a destiny. Who is it that got floated down the river? Was it Moses, Moses. or Ben Hur? No, it was Moses. Sure, it wasn't Ben Hur too. No, ben, like ben it was Hur also took over the NRA. The penguin. Oh right, the yeah. penguin. The penguin was Moses. He's the Moses of Batman. The penguin. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That was horrible. That movie's great. No, it's terrible. Oh, you're making me sad. Second Batman. Um, second Batman's great. Snow Se- Prince. Second Batman is, is really good. Michelle Pfeiffer at, at her peak. I don't know. She, uh, fabulous, fabulous Baker, Baker boys, boys is also yeah. acceptable. Yeah. Like, yeah, there you go. We'll also take that as an answer. Okay. Um, I don't think the meatballs have a name. I'm looking at their site right now. Maybe it's just meatball. Oh, no. Coat Buller. It has the O with the two dots. Is over that it. the frozen variety of the meatball, or I, is all is that the Swedish word for meatball? It's in a bag. They have gratang potatoes, which I assume are uh, potatoes. Gratang potatoes. No, 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 they're the oh, cheesy geez. slices. Yeah, it looks like these are all called Coat Buller. IKEA meatballs are delicious. I think you are the grossest people ever if you're eating out of an IKEA. It's horrible. I tend if to you mean if you eat lunch at IKEA, I, you're a bad person. I've, uh, I disagree. I, uh, it is uh, scary. We ate them when we were there getting the crib, and I immediately regretted the decision because it's like 45 minutes back to the house. But you go through the maze. They make yes. you go through the yes. maze, and then it's like there your reward. Shortcuts. There are shortcuts. You and get the reward of like, here you go. Here is a bunch but, of But you know that if you walk into an IKEA, meatballs. Yeah. you can take the immediate left and not even start the maze. It's like the whistle in, in Mario 3. 
where you get the whistle yeah. and you jump level, all you gotta do is make the left and you end up at the food court, which is technically only halfway through the maze. The food court is, for most Ikeas, the end of the second floor, the first part of the maze. But the first you floor is just accessories court. and stuff. For, it's perfectly valid. A lot of big furniture stuff. And then you do the whole maze again in the first floor, after which there is the mm. bonus food court, which is like snacks and desserts and all your cinnamon rolls and... and Two for a dollar hot dogs. My family had the, you know how each family has like their family rules or their family sayings. Never eat so, food in, in a, in a uh, Swedish furniture company. <laughs> yeah. It's very specific. Dave. My mother was Italian. So her big thing was you don't eat meatballs outside of the house. Really? Any sort of meatballs. You don't and eat other people's meatballs? The rule was you you never know what's in them. Well, you know, Which they could had be said for anything. And I never understood why it was just for meatballs. Like sausages no. were okay. Here's the thing about ground meat is if you don't take care of your, your meat grinder, it can be a source of disaster and heartache, right? You can make yourself really sick with a dirty meat grinder. Uh, yes. 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 Sounds true. But yes. Ikea had a horse meat problem, didn't they? I Didn't they have a horse scare? Oh, man, this is already... Horse meatballs? It's just making me sick. Are you a beef meatball guy, that. or do you put pork and veal and stuff in your meatballs? I, uh, I get Italian sausage. Okay. I, I split them open. Yeah. And then I I throw that in with the beef in, in a... Uh, Sweet Italian or spicy Italian? Spicy. Spicy oh, Italian. Yeah. So, Mix and match. Yeah, so two pounds of beef and, and one pound of Italian sausage mm. together. Where do you stand on turkey meatballs? I... Don't believe in any of the inferior meats that no are poultry. like downgrade healthy meats. I okay. don't believe in it. What so boar. Yeah. I, I don't even, it, maybe if you killed it with a knife and like you, you like blood blood with, a real, with a real you like bloodied, dull knife. Yeah. You blooded your first child by like putting two fingers of blood across what the their fuck forehead. is this? Like then, then, they, then they are okay. Then ordain the meat. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> to be consumed in meatball form. You yeah. have to Snyder the meat. You is, smoke uh, the jerky under some homemade cabana. Is Ikea there? I don't know if it's lunch or dinner. I guess some people eat it for either lunch or dinner. Maybe not breakfast. Because I've seen people have brunch at Ikea before. Brunch, Ikea brunch. Is idea, Ikea food court better or worse than Costco in your opinion then? Oh, better. Oh, I would, I would, the Costco, Costco's got pizza. Costco's you can get, and that, pizza. that, I'm going to, you know, as kind of a soft serve connoisseur, the Costco soft serve ice cream is high on the list. It's the very berry Sunday. The very berry Sunday is a delicious you Sunday. Ask for more berry. I've never tried it. You should try the very berry. It's it's highly recommended. It's the same premise though of like, hey, you just spent. I, I think it's almost better in Costco sense because you've already spent your money at at Costco. You've come out of the. Oh no no no! You do it. You're doing the wrong order. Costco, you go in and you you strengthen yourself. You strengthen your resolve by eating before no. you go I, in. I would pass out on lane three. Like I've that's why they have the man, samples. You can't have all that. You can't have. Be- <laughs> that's that's why that's why these the uh, the citizens of the senior community are there working the sample. The parts. white people dim sum is what I think I've heard that called before. <laughs> Never heard it called like that. <laughs> I, there was an article on the internet the other day. Wow. Um, it's profoundly it's racist. Profoundly racist. Yeah. <laughs> the um, the the thing about Costco, I had to cancel Costco because I have poor impulse control. So you get into Costco and it's just like. Oh, the monkey brain is just in full effect there. It's like, ah, that's, ah I like that. I like that. Uh, so I stopped. Is there good tech deals at Costco? Because no. they, they throw it up there in the beginning. Yeah. In the old days, you'd go get your Xbox 360 there. Or and as many times screen, as it red ring, right? you would just take yeah. it back. Vizios yeah. were launched there. Yeah. But a lot of that stuff, I, I feel like the good deals are no longer there. I feel like the good deals are online now. I feel like the big box store is maybe. Costco the, is a, still has a great return policy. No. 
No, you can't take stuff back forever. Not forever, but you still has, it's still it's still great, pretty good. It's still a great return policy. Yeah, that's true. Better than thirty days. So don't do it. Is what you're telling me. I mean, I'm saying Costco food court is Costco's I think great. It's great. You don't have to be a member to use the Costco food court either. You do not have to be a member. Some Costco that's super weird. If it's what? if it's no. inside the fence. Well, some people who work by Costco's it was a big thing to go to Costco for lunch. I can see that if you're there, but like driving to a Costco. No, 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 driving like, to a Costco. You Norm and I have driven lunch. to a Costco just, just to, to get food. Pizza. You're like going to the sports authority next door. No, they have the uh, signature golf balls or something. Great. Kirkland but no. signature. Yeah. I had a friend who got kicked out of a, he actually got brought back in the security room. Oh, you never go back in the back. In a in a sports authority because they thought he was stealing, but he was just so OCD that he was opening up the golf ball packages uh-huh. and making it so that all the balls had the same number. Wow. Is that medication. crazy? That's great. He, so should, then, he should have been taken back somewhere. And I knew him. And, and beaten. I, I didn't witness this. I just knew that they took my like super like uh, nice, would never do anything wrong, would never hurt a fly friend like uh, into the back room and I had no idea why. And so I just sat outside and said, I made a makeshift sign that said there was too much authority at the sports authority. <laughs> wow. <laughs> was this Hardcore Dave days? Is this, this is, is free. This yeah, free, this okay. Free. This is yeah. the birth of Hardcore Dave. Yeah. like Milton. <laughs> I, um, did you ever accidentally shoplift something when you were a kid and then have the remorse? Accidentally shoplift? Yeah, like sometimes... Wait, you, that's, a, that's a memory rewrite. No, no, it's not. It's like you, you have something and... I am really bad about absentmindedly picking up things and just putting it in my pocket. Like if I buy chapstick at the grocery store, oftentimes I will just be like, oh, chapstick, I'm going to use this. And if I don't put it in the uh, cart, I can't if use I put it in my pocket by accident. No, I can't. There's already too much guilt on me. If I buy something at the store, I have to wait till I get to the finish line to use it. Really? If, oh, yeah. I, if it's a soda wait, or something, wait, wait, wait. like I got to take the soda to Why don't the finish grapes? line. Wait, like I would never eat something that's weighed at the checkout. Are you saying that it's okay to in a, in a, in a store to, if you <laughs> intend to buy it, to use something before you pay for of it? Of course. Really chapstick. What? That's gross. That's, there's what? strong intent to no. buy there. No. That's so gross. Why not? No, never. What's the What has changed with the chapstick? Chapstick. Between no, what is prior to the church purchase after the of intent, you have not purchased it yet. It's I'm not going to purchase. It's not, not like no one. Knows how many that? times have you put something no in your cart at the grocery that. store and then not bought it? Would you not open times? a bottle of water if you bought a bottle of water at the grocery store? I would not open no. it until I paid for yep. it. What about an ice cream? You go in there, and you're like, nope. oh, I'm going to have an ice cream Pay bar. For it first. What? And I, you've bought ice cream bars at the store. I've never done that before. opening up packaging and never basic premise which our capitalist society works is that you pay for your goods and services. Oh, here I go. When I put it in the cart, there's an intent to purchase is mm, clear. The Norm, cart is a nebulous. I've got one area. exception. There is an exception, which is you're allowed to eat one grape. No, nope. no, no, <laughs> no, grapes. no, 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 that's fruit. stealing. That's stealing. Cause no. that's not, that doesn't, those grapes are weighed. That's true. So that means you have stolen yes. one grape. So from there the tape you go. Weight. I have unintentionally nice stolen a grape. I stole uh, a uh, matchbox car once. The, Kmart by our house had like loose matchbox cars that had fallen off of the cards mm-hmm. and they would sell them for like 99 cents. So I, I mom was, was like, you can get a couple of matchbox cars if you want. So I picked up two and I put one in the cart and I was playing with the other one while we were going through the store. I was probably five years old and I think I put it in my jacket pocket and I know which one it was to this day. Did you, did your mom make you return? Did you tell no, her? No, I never told you her. You didn't tell nope, her? Nope. This is the first, oh, it's out now. I think the statute of limitations has passed. Bananas. Yeah. You could have your photo taken in the 
blacklist grocery store blacklist wait really they do that yeah by the cash register right photos of that's just, here, that's here just all the kids stores here are all the kids who are, who are not no longer allowed in the store the convenience store by my house is next door to an elementary school and the guy has like a, a, an extensive list of rules that the children have to follow no no more than three kids in the shop at a time no backpacks no bags no suitcases no jackets Holy fair. cigarettes cost five dollars <laughs> right, more right <laughs> right double price for cigarettes Go to the back door for the cigarettes exactly i was like the no, no more scratchers than, no more than three kids at a time rule then someone determined at, at some point once the fourth kid enters then it's out of control they can do cover then they then, can run interference then the, they've reached the perfect number to do a web of lies and and deceit <laughs> to steal well the thing that always deception the thing that always made me anxious about those kinds of retail rules were when i was a kid mom would you'd pull up get gas with your mom completely different set of kids i have nothing to do with the little reprobates from wherever we happen to be but she'd send me in to get you know drinks or pay for gas or whatever and i was like am i do i have to wait do i have to get at the back of the line of these other kids or can i just go straight in because i'm a you know i'm outside of their social circle not part of their tribe Never established the rules here. I read Back a line. Yeah, weirdly about the retail stores. I read a great story about uh, old boom boxes where they were talking about how they all had the equalizers and stuff. Oh, those were great. And so it was basically about the engineers that would program these things. And they said, who was the amazing engineer that decided that when uh, they lost power for a certain period of time, that when you plug them in, they would instantly go into demo mode? And like how that was a genius thing that that guy thought up because they had demo buttons on them. Yeah. But what he's saying is that, you know, they turn the power off or whatever in the room and you could never really trust that the, the retail sellers in the radio shacks of the day would actually make these things go back into demo mode. And at a certain point, somebody thought of, oh, you know, the great gimmick of if they've lost power for a certain amount of time, they should instantly return to demo oh, what's mode. What's demo mode? Is this like when the TV's it's on when full the equalizers like, you Dance. know, bouncing like oh. nothing's playing out of it, but um gotcha. It's, it's a like good an idea. electronic keyboard where yeah. everyone plays the play that one song button. You play the play the loop. Because they sell themselves, Norm. They do. These products are amazing. Uh, should we talk about technology news? Tell me about it. Meatballs. Um, Ikea well, meatballs. The big game was on Sunday. No, I, I don't know. I got nothing. Okay. Um, there were commercials. There were, I don't know. The commercials weren't very good this year. It was a disappointing football game. It was disappointing commercials. What was your favorite commercial from the Super Bowl, Norm? Doritos time travel. Hold on, which one was that one? Jimmy, you're so old. Oh, that one was this pretty the good. Future. It's the future. That was that was pretty dumb, but it was pretty good. I liked the Seinfeld one. I thought that was okay. I did not like the Seinfeld one. I thought it was a waste of the fake reunion. Also, the Full House one. The f- complete waste. You didn't like the Full House one? Nope. I didn't recognize two of the three guys from Full House. Which two? The one Dave that was Yeah, Dave Coulier and Bob Saget. Both of them looked really was old. Was he not wearing a hockey jersey? He was not wearing a hockey jersey. Well, there you go. Yeah. He was also his gray hair. He didn't look jovial and he didn't look like he just dumped the Lannis Morissette. So I didn't recognize him. Um, snipers attacked a Silicon Valley power transmission station last year. Did you read the story? No, no. Tell me. This is an amazing this- story. So the. Hold on. The head of basically this story came out because the head of the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission said, hey, this was the most significant incident of domestic terrorism involving the nation's power grid and no one's been charged or arrested and nobody's talked about it. He's no longer the chairman, but there's a PG&E substation south of San Jose 
and attackers came in, broke into an underground bunker to cut the telephone lines coming into and out of the, the facility and then systematically shot 17 transformers and not the transformers, but the cooling tanks Optimus. for the oil. Did he get fire firebird? Optimus. I don't understand what you're talking about. Oh. Grimlock. That was a pretty good ad. Grimlock. <laughs> was Marky Mark riding a dinosaur in that ad? Or was that Optimus Prime riding the dinosaur? Did you not watch the ad? I saw that, but like those Transformers movies, you can never tell what's going on. It goes too fast. That's how I know I'm old. I would not confuse Marky Mark with. He's in the movie. They kind of look the same. With Optimus Prime. Yeah, it's the same face. One's metal, one's flesh. Tell me about the snipers. I want to know about these snipers. So, okay. They they took out the phone lines. This is about 1 a.m. on April 16th of last year. It's a power substation. Um, just a few yards from 101 uh, south of San Jose, and they targeted the oil-filled cooling towers that keep the transformers cool. Because if you shoot a transformer, don't don't do this. By the way, it's really bad. You're gonna get in trouble. Comes a Decepticon. But you know how transformers, the big, you know, the transformers are those those cylindrical things that hang off the side of power poles yes. around the country. Yeah. Um, and what they do is they step up and step down the voltage so it transmits more efficiently. And then they step it down to 120 volts when it gets to Yeah, and Rambo shot them all down in the f- first flood, and that's how the town went dark. Yeah, and do you remember what, like, when he shot them? They kind of explode. They explode. Yeah. That is a thing that happens. Okay. And sometimes, like, when you live in a city where you see it, this never, never saw this when I was a kid because I lived in the country, and there's not that many. But in the city, there's lots. And every once in a while, like, one night I was driving home and just saw a huge green flash, incredibly bright light. And that was a transformer exploding mm-hmm. or, you know, UFOs watchers. So this is sni- also disrupt uh, radio Get to the sniper nearby. part. I don't, I don't know about that. Maybe when it explodes just for a second, I would think though, it's oh. not like a pinch. This isn't the end of oceans 11. Um, so they knew not to shoot the transformers cause they would explode. Instead, they penetrated the, the towers that couldn't contain like a, a non-conductive uh, cooling oil, uh, that keeps the transformers from overheating. So all the coolant drained out and then the transformers all overheated and shut down. Mm-hmm. And it, basically the entire, because of the fragility of our nation's power grid in order to keep the whole thing from collapsing, like the, the, and having a, you know, a blackout equivalent to the one that took over the Northeast in 2007 or 2008, mm-hmm. uh, people, they had to scramble. They had to like reroute everything. And like Chloe and Jack were in CTU talking about what was going on. It's fire and, sale. Do they know anything sale, about exactly. the snipers? Nothing. Really? So the snipers were in and out and they were gone one minute before the cops showed up. How do they know Perfect. that they were that they were snipers? Uh, because there are bullet holes in the thing. And I'm sure they looked at the caliber. They didn't. There's give a details. ballistics expert. Right. There's, a, there's somebody that somebody somebody. They These aren't average bullets. So they didn't give a lot of details when they released this because they didn't want like, yeah. Joe, Joe Bob and Jimbo mm-hmm. to go out to the local transmission station, start shooting it up. To or see the what snipers know how much information they really had. That also is true. Um, it took uh, it took a month to get this substation back online. Oh. Uh, and also, they found the shell casings on the scene, but there were 100 of them, and they were all uh, fingerprint-free. So they assumed this was the work of professionals, Jack not vandals. How, it takes a while to shoot 100 rounds. Sniper well, rounds. there's multiple yeah. snipers, presumably. Multiple locations, wow. multiple snipers. The cool they don't case. have the starter guns that you get in, like, Battlefield, where you got to, like... <laughs> You gotta reload them. Oh yeah. no, no, they have. I yeah. think they probably went big. Wow. It's like so anyway, contact. That's track. scary. Yeah, yeah, it's real scary. Um, fire sale. I uh, fire sale is different, isn't it? Fire sales when uh, 
I guess it's when they just start turning off services like stoplights. Make all the stoplights green. City shuts down in like five minutes. Then Shia LaBeouf has to jump out of Optimus Prime and into a helicopter. Also, Bruce Willis is there. You clearly did not see the fourth Die Hard movie. Uh, was that the one with Kevin Smith? Yes. I I forgot it. It's probably best. Yeah. Um, small thing. Microsoft has a new CEO. Satya Nadella is uh, one of the one of the candidates that was listed for a long time. One of the internal candidates. He has for the last few years been in charge of Microsoft's Azure Windows Azure, or which has been a Windows success for the most part. It's one of Microsoft's. It's a, it's a high point for Microsoft. I mean, iCloud might even run on it. So what do you think? Really? This, yeah. What do you think um, this means overall? Like, do you think that's a? He's definitely business oriented. He's also an engineer. Yeah, the, the cool part was I saw, I read um, Hacker News a bit, and all the responses on there, there were a bunch of like Microsoft employees were like, look, if you know, if you worked at Microsoft and you wanted to pick a guy, this would be the guy. And they were just talking about how much of their, their code they'd open sourced under that division mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. So it sounded like people were pretty happy with it there. It, it seems like the the thing that his division built, because he, before he, he, under the reorg that they did last year, he became the head of like, uh, um, enterprise, enterprise yeah. and Azure. But before that he was the Azure guy. And it seems like, which is their uh, cloud. It, yeah. It's, it's their yeah, competitor it's their Amazon. to Amazon EC2 yeah. and S3 and all that stuff. AWS. AWS, yeah, Amazon Web Services. Um, it seems like they built the only real huge scale competitor to AWS. Like Rackspace has their cloud stuff, but it's small. Um, and, and I mean, it seems like a good choice. Like I, I think it's better to have an engineer there. Um, he's been there since '92, so he's been there for good and bad. All you know, he's seen, he saw the rise it, it, with Windows '95 through XP. He, he was there for Vista. Like he's a clearly somebody who, who understands Microsoft and, and Bill's doing three days at the office. So that's the other thing. Uh, there's a lot of speculation. Uh, Gates is no longer going to be the chairman of the board. He is going to be an advisor. So I assume that means they're going to be like office buddies. Maybe they'll have like one big room, he's like a secret, a secret, like bookshave disappears. No, I think it's gonna be like Cagney and Lacey where their desks just face each other. And like All there's right. Gates's desk and, okay. and Satch's desk. And you know, sure. it's, yeah, they're just, Hey, what do you think about this, Bill? I don't know about that. You know, I think that's good. You want to go get a churro? Sure, why not? Um, I I think it's a good thing for Microsoft. I think it's better to have an engineer in charge than somebody who's from marketing or sales. Do you think that because he is, uh, you know, kind of the speculation has been because he's so enterprise focused that they will lose, that they'll shift away from their consumer facing products well, like Surface and uh, no, he's a software, he's a software and he's a services and devices guy. So the, if you look at the camps inside Microsoft, there's mm-hmm. the, we should keep making software because that's what Microsoft does. Mm-hmm. And then there's the people who are like, we want to make platforms that we can sell services into, which is the services and devices crowd. He has been strongly a services and devices crowd because he's the one who made the cloud, you know, the services side of that. So Windows Phone and all the, all these fun things that have been, you know, lukewarm. Or he, he believes in the post PC yeah. world. So I, I would expect it that would means be foolish to not believe in the post PC world. Yes. I don't point. think Microsoft's board is going to allow them to hire someone that doesn't, that doesn't believe in the post PC. board. Well, world. unless they just want to do office and enterprise only. Well, yeah. Be out of right. consumer products, period. That would be the other way to do it. I yeah, mean, it's they like have a shoots and ladder. They could just jump out, sell the side. windows to yeah. Lenovo. Like who's going to be not? there? Um, I, th- I think it's a good thing for Microsoft. I mean, I, d- I don't think at this point, 
I don't think that they had any bad candidates on that on the on the rumored final list. Stephen Elop was a bad candidate. How's I don't he, think he was on the final list. How's he going to be in a uh, on a stage? You think? I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, I've not really seen him talk outside of like developer conferences mm-hmm. and stuff like that, where it's where it's the old is going to be real interesting this year. Your build will be super interesting this year. Mm-hmm. We're, we're we're we'll be there. Um. Tell yep. me what build is as build is their developer conference. Oh. So it's their Google IO or Apple. The famous uh, developer, WWDC. developer, developers came out that, of build. That, well, I don't think it was called build then, but it came yes. out that what became that event. Yes. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting. This is, this is going to be an interesting time for Microsoft. They really got to, you know, for a company that has such how like do you save Microsoft problems. right now? Yeah, what, what's the best way to save Microsoft? I, I mean, Microsoft still makes a shitload of money, just to be clear. Yes, but I'm saying the future of Microsoft. The future to, to ensure a good future of Microsoft, what do you do? I think that they have to build products that people are excited about buying. I, <laughs> I would just go. I would <laughs> call I, the old fashioned. <laughs> I would go the enterprise route. I would. I would kind of give up and say, I ah, we we aren't necessarily the best at, at this side of stuff, but you know what? We are really good at. We're we're good at. Uh, you know, servicing companies and doing great sport and, and doing that side of the And business. then selling off Xbox and all the stuff that goes with it. You could spin it off into something. I mean, I, I'd imagine that uh, divisions like that could, they probably want some of their own autonomy with it, but uh, I, they traditionally had, and I think that's kind of started to erode with the last generation. So I think s- stick with your consumer products, office Keep making money with Office until, but don't don't expect that it'll make money for you. It's not a, ten, down a the twenty line, year pl- product, yeah, or ten years down the line. But don't don't well, drop it. Xbox, you have this consumer facing product that does not make a lot, a lot of money in the bottom line, but a lot of consumers have it. Keep that. Keep Windows. Refocus Windows, and uh, and don't don't try to be in everything. Don't try to be in the consumer space and in every space that Apple's in. I mean, it, well, and it seems like Apple even is backing away for the last few releases of OS 10. It seemed like they're trying to integrate OS 10 and iOS, and it looks like now that's going to stop. Stop. I don't um, think that their plan has ever changed. Apple's plan. I, I think guarantee it, you that Apple's OS plan changed after Forstall left, was fired, left, terminated, quit, resigned, whatever. It's another word I have trouble spelling. Forstall. No guarantee. There's two Garin. different spellings. Garin. Garin. Yeah. Well, uh, it's and E G- and Y Garant. mean different things because you get lost in the the X Men. G U A R A N T. Get lost in X Men. Yeah, and Gambit. I, wow, I, I guarantee you. Oh yeah, oh. yeah. He's 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 uh, a French, French Creole. French Creole. The 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 guarantee it means two different things. The one with the Y and the one with the E. Even though they're pronounced the same and are spelled mostly you the same. Spell with a y. One, one is with a noun a and one is a what verb. Is oh my god! Yeah. Then we've got a. College what? grad over there. One is a Y. <laughs> one one is a verb, and one is the noun. Which one? One is, that? is, uh, what is two E's. I think E is the verb. I and guarantee so a, you a warranty be. and guarantee. So buying a guarantee. Like guarantee is the noun. The uh, Y uh, is the verb, and that means the Y is the act of making the promise that you're going to cover a, a product. Wow. The E is the actual is the actual document. Yeah, I wasn't y. expecting this much depth. Um, this is what we, this is what we deliver every week. Oh, this yeah. is only a test. <laughs> doing it wrong all these years. Um, somebody corrected me when I was the editor of maximum PC. Yeah. Like these, this, these are the things that you learn. You learn that like certain editors have tr- trouble with peak P E E K and P E A K <laughs> sound the same, mean completely different things. Well, and they switch them up. The, the sneak peek Twitter account. What about your peak? Correct me that. You're a little peaked. 
Uh, that's P-E-A-K. Okay. Or your interest is peaked? Peaked is how that's you pronounce that. P-I-Q-U-E? That, that is correct. That's, your interest is peaked. Okay. Um, there's also uh, a lot of things that people get hung up on. I'm excited for Microsoft. It's good. It's. I think at this point, any change that they have is going to be good. I. I want to. I'm really interested to see what Bill Gates is involved with. What, is do, you, what do you personally want out of Microsoft? Like, what's the if they could do one thing you know, for you? You know what I would like? Yeah, is a version of Windows that doesn't make me sad that's, every time I use it. That's exactly what I would say. So yeah, focus Windows back into the your core desktop user, desktop and laptop users. I say get out of the Surface game. I, you know, I don't know that you should get out of the surface game. I think that they need to go back and like, I do not think that that is a necessary, the X86 version of that is not a terrible product. That's a laptop. Do you know what I, the ultra book, get out of the tablet game. I would love a slim, uh, OS that basically was like a Chrome OS. Yeah. Because what I use my PC mostly for is a gaming machine. I know there's probably lots of people that do that, and I don't think that could be their main OS, but I'd like them to have a slim OS that was basically just a, like a Chrome OS where it's, hey, use the internet on the machine, use all these basic services on it, some cloud storage stuff. That's, and that's, that's what Windows 8 RT is supposed to be. And, yeah, dude. And then just let me open Steam as a big giant button on it. So what you want is Steam OS. You want, X- but without you Linux. want Windows 8. But with x86, but with the functionality of RT. You, uh, Nobody wants the functionality of RT, dude. Well, he wants nope, to nope. run run only Steam and and web browser. So you want Steam OS, but on Windows instead of Linux. You can do that. Just put it. I just yeah. I, I just they got to fix Windows. It seems like they're moving in the right direction. There's been some leaks showing uh, Windows 8.1 update one. Uh, that that seem promising, and the Windows Nine stuff that they're theoretically going to show at Build. Uh, I can't wait to see what they're going to do with that. And they could go one of updates. two ways. Not going to be a deep, big change from oh, Windows Eight. Aren't they moving away from Metro? Didn't I read that somewhere this week? It's called Modern now, oh. but yeah, no, I I don't. With SkyDrive, OneDrive. The thing that they're going to do is integrate Metro and the Windows Desktop better. It sounds like so that you can actually so that those feel like two. One two parts of one cohesive whole rather than two individual OS. Rather than, oh my god, machine. I accidentally hit a button. Where am I? Yeah. How do I get back? Yeah, that's the problem right now. Where's my pair? I want like a parachute button every time I end up in Metro. There, F9, F9. I, I almost one night a long time ago, Gina was using my computer and got stuck in the <laughs> in the in the PDF viewer app <laughs> and got so pissed. Yeah. And then I said, just hit the Windows key. She says, What the fuck is the Windows key? <laughs> It was, it was turns out the apps were all dead all along. Yeah. Um, it seems like the Keurig people are probably going to make a soda stream competitor uh, and it, they might license Coke from Coke. So you can make your own Coke at home. They will sell you Coke syrup and then you will make fizzy water in a bottle with a Keurig soda stream competitor. And instead of it tasting like weird off brand Safeway brand cola, it'll taste like Coke. But so what's the advantage then other than like you get to make Coke? Do you, would it be cheaper doing this? The advantage is that you don't have to pay for the, the, the expensive thing about fizzy water in general is the transportation of large quantities, large volumes of fizzy water across, you know, the so country It's cheaper to do soda stream than so to- probably their margins will be a lot better and you'll get fresher quote Coke. I did air quotes if you're listening to the and, audio and So the same thing with diet. Doesn't matter. Diet. All the, I would assume all the Coca-Cola brands will be I'm uh, curious supported there. Six months from now, people who jumped on SodaStream are still buying into SodaStream. Um, 
So I like the soda stream, but I only use it to make carbonated water. I make I make club soda basically. That's it. Yeah, yeah. It's great for that because like club soda is one of those things. I wish I could get tonic water for it because mm-hmm. club soda and tonic water are those things that like when you want them, then you kind of want that drink. But you never, like, I never fucking have How club soda in the house. Built into the refrigerator, you can get them built into the refrigerator right now. That's what I want. Samsung, I think, had one at CES. You plug the normal soda stream cartridge into. Like they have a they have a proprietary CO two. It'll be right next to the LCD screen that's in it. Yeah. Uh, It the the one that I have last has lasted a crazy long time. I'll bring it and do a show and tell. It's a good thing to talk about. I hadn't thought about that. It's a neat product. It's not, but the the soda taste is not. It's not good. It's not. If you if you are a person who like drinks a diet a a Coke and a Pepsi, he's like, ah, these are all soda. They all taste the same. It's fine for you. But if you can if you can blind taste test the difference between a Coke and a Pepsi, it's not not your. Do you have an order? Hmm? Do you have an order? Like of what my soda? Preference? Yeah. What's your your preferences? Most people have an order. Mm, yeah. I, I will go Coke Zero to Diet Pepsi to Diet Coke. What? Oh, I've never drink a Diet Pepsi. You Diet Pepsi? Yeah, I'd rather drink crab juice, dude. It's the taste of a new generation. No, I don't know what you're talking no, about. No, no, no. It's the. Do you, you not like the Britney soda Spears? that lit Michael Jackson on fire? Is what you mean? I'll drink Diet Coke. Yes, it's the Alf. soda that lit Michael Jackson on fire. Alf drinks Diet Pepsi. I bet Diet Coke. Perrier. Perrier. That's not soda. What? <laughs> Unflavored. Perrier. We, we have Perrier at the office. Fancy. We save that for guests and Norm, apparently. Um, yeah, so cured. There we go. Facebook paper, I think, is out now. Have you installed Facebook paper, Norm? I have iOS. Or I don't have iOS. So oh, it's iOS only? It's iOS only. Oh, well, I'm going to be special and install it right now. Uh, this the, is a new Facebook interface. Yes. There's huge controversy over its name and the company 53 who also makes a paper app for it's, iOS. It's editor driven though, right? Isn't that the difference? I have not used it because I'm on Android. Oh, well, you don't have to be sad. But so the, the controversy was that the, the 53 paper guys, which are, they make a drawing app. They do. Essentially. They it's do. a they really good old, drawing yeah. app. They were the old courier guys. And they, the CEO uh, for them kind of penned this open letter that basically said, Hey, uh, you know, it's cool and all, you know, we're a company that uses Facebook stuff. There's no problem with that, but why don't you not be a big bully company? And mm-hmm. I think he even said something like I'm paraphrasing here, but he was like, don't be a big bully company. And, you know, hijack, you don't need that name. You could just be something else. Like, we hope you decide, like, what are they going to do? Do the right thing, motherfuckers, is what he said. He said, hey, Zuck, yeah, what you're doing is wrong. You're a big company. We're a small company. We came out two years ago in 2012. And that always works. That's always worked historically. Um, (laughs) How many times has that worked historically, Dave? Never. Yeah. Um, What's funnier is that there's a company called, another company called 53, yeah. Which was named 53, but not spelled out and not the number. And was was also like calling 53 out now about this. I mean, it makes sense. It's all ridiculous. This this 53 post is really good because it starts yeah. out real strong. It's like this began with three guys building an app in a New York City apartment. Like it's we're the we're the, we're the little guys. Mm-hmm. Don't be nice to us, Facebook. We we're just like you used to be. When it was just you and Zuckerberg and Justin Timberlake in that in that house ten years ago in Silicon Valley ten years ago, oh we got to talk about that too. I'm going to put that on the list. Um, so yeah, the the paper guys are boned. They're they're gonna their name is going to be they're going to be the number two result probably already are. You think they'll change their name? I don't think they can at this point. 
I mean, their whole marketing push was, hey, we're just like paper, but on your iPad. And then they released a thing called the pencil that is a stylus for paper. Um, when I search just- for paper on the App Store, stories from Facebook is number one. Paper Toss 2.0 is number two. Paper Toss Friends is number three. Paper Toss. Oh, it's an iPad only app, I bet. Yeah, okay. What are Paper Toss Friends? Do they like just do they throw like finished contracts at each other? No, it's have you never played Paper Toss? It's that game where you flick the 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 paper into the trash can. It's a really dumb Sounds like iOS a, t- game. a terrible premise for a game. What? Like, oh yeah, here I want to simulate I got my really real excited life because yeah. I thought you were talking about that old uh, graph paper game where you you draw your bases and then you put your pencil down and then you flick the pencil. What you ever play that? No, this is, this is pre-iPad. It's back back in the old school days. Analog, analog days. So you have a, a sheet, a, a notebook that's graph paper. So you have squares. Yes. Okay. And you and your friend each uh, it's versus game. So you uh, you draw a base using circles. Um, you draw little each each square in your graph paper mm-hmm. can be like a sandbag or a turret. Okay. And a circle is a turret. A square is a sandbag. And you can draw. You know, it's it's art. Right? Yeah. And then, and then you can like draw intermediate things, and the way you play once you've established your forts, so to speak, your your little paper forts, the way you launch it's almost like scorched earth, but two D is you have a, a pencil, not a pen, and you put it vertically mm-hmm. on where the pencil tip is at the center of one of your turrets. So tip bottom, tip bottom eraser top. Your fingers holding the okay. eraser, kind of balancing it, and then you using your other hand you flick the pencil, mm-hmm. and so it creates a little line. Mm-hmm. And that's your trajectory. And then you take a ruler and you draw from your turret where you started to where your your missile hit, and you get to destroy whatever it hits. This is fantastic. How did I miss this game? Yeah, this is this must have been. And it's like back. And I was forth. playing paper football. Yeah, here's the thing. This is the kind of stuff that doesn't transition regionally pre-internet. Like I bet that all the kids on the West Coast were playing this, and unless some kid who came to from a school where you played this moved into your town, you'd never learn about this game. But we had all the Mortal Kombat codes, so it was fine. We had different Mortal Kombat codes, better. Than yeah. Mortal Kombat. We had Street Fighter. Two. Did you play paper football with edition. the flipping? We definitely had paper football. Yeah. Okay. Paper football was. Did you the play the boxes was only the game? very end where you had the sheet of paper and then again it's all with notepad, notepaper, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And you flick the football and you had to get. Past the edge of the paper, it had to not, dangle. Had to dangle, and it couldn't go past because then that would be like overshooting. Well, and then you had the field goal where you put your yeah. fingers up. That's, you, yes, yeah. that is that is that what that game is known for. At the end, getting hit in the face, getting, getting hit in the eye with something paper. pointy, getting, yeah. getting <laughs> kicking the field goal. But it was really a, it was like shuffleboard. Did you play the boxes game where you made the the dots on the graph paper and had yes. to make the box? I don't yes. even remember how you played that. Now. that. I taught that to a little kid uh, the other day, and they thought I was a warlock. <laughs> They were like, what is this game that you've invented? Have you patented it? Like, are you, are you Mr. Monopoly? Do you have so much money from learning this game? There's paper toss right there. No, it's not you, good. You flick the, that looks terrible. That looks real bad. That looks, you flick the ball and looks, you got to get the, the ball of paper the, into the trash. The can. game I described. Yes. I can imagine you could create a tablet version for it and you don't even need a pencil or stylus. Mm-hmm. So you just flick, you know, and, and then it'll do the automatic trajectory. But the, the whole idea is that you're investing time into creating, drawing your base. Mm-hmm. And the end, you have a sheet of paper with all these lines and, and things scribbled out and a, a, a battlefield. And someone's going to scribble over your work of art. It's impermanent. And then, and then that is your, that, that is, is uh, your momentum to from, for the battle. You can't have that now. So uh, perfect way to spend first period. 
Okay. That sounds good. Uh, what pa- else you got on your papers? Paper? Papers out. You want to tell you what's on my paper list right now? Uh, so how does how does interface of paper look compared to Facebook? Well, it played a, don't it played a video first. Uh, it's full screen first off. So there's no there's very little window Chrome, um, and you just see like a full bleed picture, and then along the bottom there's uh, the stories that you have, uh, and stuff that people have. I, I don't want to see me. I know what I like. Do you enjoy it? Do you have fun with it? Is it better than... I just installed it 20 seconds ago, so it's a little early for me to say. We'll talk about it next week, I guess. I'll tell you that I ended up on the... um, One of the designers, uh, the guy who designed it, his Twitter stream or whatever, and which got me to his portfolio page. And I was like, oh my God, I'm the worst designer ever in the world because he had the most impressive... Like string portfolio of products that he had built. Uh, so recently it was paper. He also helped design the Nest. Wow. Really? Uh, he also helped design um, uh, a bunch of Apple products, uh, Time Machine and... The physical uh, hardware? No, the uh, software. Like he's oh, a UI designer. Oh, got it. Uh, and uh, I think maybe Google... or Not Google... Um, the Apple Maps product, not obviously he's not an engineer, but like he did know, the pretty the part UI of it. Yeah, it's really yeah. nice looking. So I was just like, oh, my God, what what am I doing? Um, So the tech thing isn't <laughs> bad. Like I'm looking at the tech news and it's sourced from like the usual suspects, Wired, TechCrunch, uh, TechMeme, Quartz, The Verge, Gizmodo, GigaOM. And it seems to be a little bit based on stuff that I've probably linked via Twitter to Facebook at some point in the mm-hmm. past. Um, it could also just be selected based on like gen- generic channels. I don't know. It looks fine. I'm not, I'm not super, uh, I'm not crazy about it. All right. 10 years of Facebook, 10 years of Facebook. Were you on Facebook 10 years ago? Norm? I was, I found that out at least today. Um, I was, and now I'm gone. Well, you weren't on Facebook that early because it wasn't until like 2005 or six that they opened it up to non-college kids. Mm, I think I still had my EDU account. Really? Yes. Right. You needed an EDU account yeah. in regionals at Craigslist. Mm-hmm. So you you had to. It started out if if that documentary is right um, with Harvard people only, mm-hmm. right? And then they expanded it to a few universities. And you came in when they added Berkeley, I guess, Norm. Right? Mm-hmm. Was it was it something that um, Casey Casey Johnston at ours wrote a story about how when she got her college. Uh, um, email address like as an incoming freshman the first thing all of all that all of her friends did was sign up for Facebook accounts I was a you were a little older right yeah I was a sophomore when I when first got Facebook and it was definitely uh, something like within one week everyone had one really one week god that's amazing yeah it's never happened again probably will never happen again well it was also like within one week everyone changed from Morpheus to Kazaa. Yeah, also, but that's true. That, that's the kind of thing that yeah. propagates real fast. But I think that stuff propagates a lot slower now because there's so much more inertia with the existing system. Anyway, that doesn't matter. The point is it's been 10 years. Facebook is doing anything now. I can't remember what the URL is, but if you go to uh, facebook.com, let's see if I just type it in, what happens? Nope. doesn't say, but if you go to facebook.com, you can see a history of your life on Facebook. Or what you, what you, the kind of stuff you share. It's, yeah, it's, it's more valuable do- for people who actually share a lot. It is definitely better if you share Whoa. a lot. It's facebook.com slash look back. Somebody's it, laptop just turned on. It's, 
but I joined in 2007. I was late because I didn't like, I, I wasn't into social. I, I thought this was just another Friendster. Did you, did you not have a Friendster and a MySpace and a Zynga? I didn't. I never had. I'm sorry. Zanga. I've never had a MySpace, but I did have a Friendster. I had a live journal. That's I can see our, that. You were yeah. cool in everyone. Oh, I was writing live journal stuff long time ago. Had like my little live journal. I, I, half the ideas that I put into websites are came out of cool ideas that came out of life. I had Flickr and blogger accounts that predated their acquisitions by Yahoo and Google respectively, mm-hmm. but I didn't Flickr came out uh, after Facebook before Facebook after Facebook. You are incorrect, sir. Flickr came out in like 2001. What's the bet? I want the bet. What are you bad? How many eggs are you going to eat? Chan? You're going to give came out after Facebook. Maybe it was acquired by Yahoo. After oh, you Facebook. you already feel, already yeah, stepping doesn't back. Feel as good about it. How, how confident are you right now before he looks this up? 40%. Kind of get, 40%? 40%? <laughs> You're not even confident anymore? Wow. February after Facebook. Flickr was launched, uh, was created by Ludicorp in 2004 and acquired by Yahoo in 2005. February of 2004. What? What? Hold on. What? Well, he's looking February up 2004? Up what do we got? February 4, 2004. Wait, wait, wait. Did Fuck, I just not say on. February 2004? You My did. 40% suddenly looks like 100%. It's, they're both February of 2004. There's no date. Did I not say February 2004? I, I did. Uh, you did, but I don't think let's. I, I'm we have no, I have no date. 2001. I want to bet right now. I want somebody. Uh, fa- I want to hear. Facebook was before Flickr. Bet right now. Three eggs. Three eggs? Uh, yeah. Are you going to take three eggs? I don't want to eat that many calories. No, no. You, what is your equivalent? Uh, three eggs is probably about right. No, he likes eggs. I do like eggs. What? I don't know you that we're gonna. Him? I don't know that we're gonna get a definitive answer here. The definitive oh, answer is Facebook going to be an answer. There's always an they're answer. both February of 2004, and Facebook was, is obviously 2004 for the fourth. I think you should stop it right now because this will take research. Here's, but I want to bet, and I want the bet to happen. Here's the other thing: at is, the beginning of the next, I don't think my, the, the my Facebook, confidence. My confidence went from real high to forty percent, and then real high. I don't it think like, it was like Facebook stock. I want to get a ruling from the comments. We'll we'll take a consensus of comments whether we count Facebook launching the day after Zuckerberg got dumped as the date. Mm-mm-mm. A consensus or, of comments. What? Yeah. No, what kind Who's of who's the judge? Are you the judge? Are you going to be the key? Are you going to be the? I will go. How about I will do the research and figure it out. Okay, and we'll I will present but, but, it at the next uh, the uh, next podcast. time. Okay, regardless. So here's my question. This to started you. with I said Flickr you, wasn't true. even out yet, and you said, "Are you fucking kidding me?" It was out in 2001. I thought Flickr was out crazy early. Okay. Flickr, I remember, it was the first place that I'd ever seen Don't a tag cloud still win. and a friends you list. You can still win, Smith. So here's the question: What's the launch date? Flickr was publicly available at their launch. What is the launch date for Facebook? Available. No, no. Immediately, Facebook a launch is a launch. When, when, like the, the launch. When, when, it's, when, when it's, it's about when it's available at Facebook. When, it's Zuck, when Zuckerberg's ex girlfriend gets posted Facebook, about it was the Facebook. Remember? Yeah, at the. Uh, I don't know if that the counts. Then. Yes, it does. The Facebook counts. Yes, the Facebook counts. <laughs> Bullshit. I don't know about this. So, so what you're saying is, in order for me to win this, <laughs> Flickr has to have launched on February first, second, or third. Of 2004. And guess what? We haven't any Flickr 10th anniversary. I'm not this feeling month. real good about this one yeah. all of a sudden. I don't, I want to, I want you to think real hard about what the launch date, whether the actual public availability in 2005 
is the appropriate time or whether it's, uh, you know, oh, this private beta really elitist, and I'm East to, Coast elitism bullshit. The whole thing was a private beta. Yeah, I know. Beginning. It's, that's, that's, that's my point. That's website launch. Uh, okay. Well, Dave, you're the keeper. Maybe we'll do a premium video of the results. Okay. So that seems like the right kind of dumb. Um, pretty, pretty good. Uh, Eve Valkyrie. We played that, Norm. We played uh, several minutes of it with the Oculus. Yep. yep. Uh, it's the Oculus enabled space combat game set in the Eve universe. It is going to be published by Oculus It's going to be Oculus exclusive rift exclusive. Uh, it is a real game that they are making and is going to be an Oculus rift exclusive. That's cool. This is good news. This is very good. News. If you like VR stuff, is have it you, cool? Have you tried the, the Oculus Dave? I have it. I get the jumbles. You mean like the, you start to hurl? I don't, I don't know. It's just weird. I'm like, I it needs to get it needs to get better. So the well, we we're not going to go. We talked about it yeah. a lot. The new one was much better, like okay. dramatically better. Uh, we're going to see it again in a few weeks, I think. Uh, Patrick, if you're into Eve stuff, Patrick Klepek over at Giant Bomb wrote a really good article about the crazy shit that went down in Eve over the last week that basically resulted in about $130,000 worth of virtual spaceships being blown up because some dude forgot to pay his bill, his rent. What type of bill? Apparently, you have to pay money to keep a squatting, right? Yeah, to keep to keep ownership He's of resources. Rent. So he didn't pay his rent. And two people also confirmed that he thought he did pay his rent and didn't or something. And so it's like unofficial as a system? result, a war broke out. No, it's a, it's part of the official. I think it has to do with sector control or something. I don't know how it works. Dave's our Eve expert. Whew. Man, that's <laughs> wow. <laughs> you're pulling them out. Hey there. Dave, you, you, you played Eve once. I right? did. I, I, yeah. And you go deep and then you're like, what am I doing? The thing about Eve is you always, no matter how deep you go, there's always deeper. It just there's, keeps going. Oh, yeah. It's not like, you know, yeah, it's, there's a lot of game there. Anyway, you should go read the story on Giant Bomb. It's, it was very entertaining. Uh, news this week about why Carmack really left id. Uh, USA Today had a story where the Carmack was basically said, look, they weren't uh, the new owners of id software, Zenimax, who also owns Bethesda publishers of such games as Fallout and uh, uh, Elder Scrolls series. Uh, didn't doesn't like VR. They weren't into making VR exclusive games or VR compatible or VR compatible games even. So Carmack, you know, did not renew his contract, pulled the ripcord and jumped over to, to Oculus, which sounds right. completely reasonable from yeah. both parties sides. Absolutely. Yeah. I think everybody made the right yeah. choice there. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you read that? Uh, the history of street fighter story of talking of good, great no. stories. Polygon did a massive, massive feature, which is fantastic. I heard it was audio only or something? No, there was an audio component. Yeah. You could, the Alice team played, but you can turn it off. Uh, it was an oral history mm-hmm. uh, of the making of Street Fighter 2. Uh, it's excellent, excellent read. I'll have to check that out. I was never into Street I was always a Mortal Kombat guy. We never had a Street Fighter scene in our local arcade. I like both, but Street Fighter is... It talked about standard. I, Street, Street Fighter is clearly the better game. Like to, I, how you know how yeah. Capcom went from Street Fighter one to Final Fight series, and then realized that there was a competitive market in America. How they went to six buttons, what the designers didn't want to do, and why 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 the names were changed in Street Fighter. I mean, everyone knows the M Bison story. Um, no, I don't know the M Bison story. So M Bison is the villain in Street Fighter two. Okay, uh, and originally Balrog, the boxer, was named M Bison. Because it's you shall not like, pass. You no, know, it's kind of like Mike Tyson, and because it sounded too much like oh. Mike Tyson, they renamed him Balrog and and just swapped the names around because some of the assets were already done. And the glitches when the game came out and how many units they were selling. They're talking about the first year Street Fighter sold 
25 to 30,000 arcade units, which is a lot. That's a shitload. Yeah. And Even about, back then. About, you know, several hundred thousand dollars each or wherever it was. Um, about the box art. How much were they? were probably what? Five or 10 grand each? About a thousand dollars each. Okay. Uh, how they got to the Street Fighter Championship Edition and how they got Turbo. So they explained why there's so many different versions of Street Fighter. Of Street Fighter 2 specifically. Yeah. Well, and, and as a result, every other Street Fighter game has had a shitload of versions too, right? It's a great oral history. Um, Totally tell, tell check that out. Um, Galaxy S5 rumored to be announced later this month. Unpacked. What does that mean? That's the event. That's the Samsung. Oh God, are they going to do that thing with the with the Broadway people nope. again? Oh, nope. thank goodness. It is going to be subdued this year. That's subdued is the best news I've heard. Broadway people. Last year when they unveiled the Galaxy S4, they had a super duper sexist Broadway event where they play acted a whole bunch of things that were kind of uncomfortable and weird for everyone involved. We'll call it a chauvinistic Broadway. Yeah, event. chauvinistic is a good. Yeah, that's, that's exactly weird. it. Yeah, it was, it was real a weird. production, a Broadway production. You can find it on YouTube if you want to watch. It's 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 on Broadway. Yeah. Outside Times Square. Yeah, they rented a Broadway theater and the whole thing. It was super weird. Um Xbox One is going to get its first major update on February 11th. It seems like they've already started updating some stuff. I, I fired up uh, Blu-ray player the other day and got a new Blu-ray player app, uh, which is welcome. It seems like it, at least in the one thing that I watched so far, the AV sync didn't get off. So that was nice. Um, the the app that's coming on February 11th is going to include a wireless battery indicator so you can see what the charge level of the batteries in your Xbox One controller are. You'll be able to plug in a USB keyboard and use that. Uh, and then there's a lot of small fixes. It doesn't, they didn't say anything about party system, which is the big thing I have a question about because it's kind of weird the way it works right now and doesn't work very well. Um, and it seems like probably there'll be monthly updates because they have another update scheduled for March sometime. So I still wouldn't buy an Xbox one. Titan right decisions were made. Wait, wait until Titanfall. Yeah. So you can play that on your PC, right? Mm-hmm. I could yep. on origin, right? It's I, origin only now. I said, yeah, that, that's a that's a minus. Yeah. I mean, so here's the thing. On one side, Microsoft is providing the infrastructure. On the other side, EA is providing the infrastructure. I almost wonder if the Xbox for experience is not going to be better. Are you, you and you're basing this upon Battlefield? Battlefield, uh Sims, everything multiplayer that EA has released in the last several years. Battlefield three was fine. Battlefield, but that was three years ago now. No, I know. I'm just saying Battlefield 4, I, I feel, was like a hugely, hugely rushed product. Did you play the PC version of that? Or are you, yeah. Um, so is it any it's good? Is it work now? now? Yeah, no, it's great. I think it's a great game. But so, it definitely, when it launched, it was like, oh, man, they put this together super fast. I'm also kind of coming around on the Jeff theory of multiplayer shooters in that I'm much more likely to be competitive against the console crowd than the, than the mouse and keyboard that, crowd. That was a pretty good theory. I yeah. I I'm like, I'm not competitive against the mouse and keyboard crowd anymore. I'm never going to have that kind of time, but I might like, I might be able to use my superior tactical experience learning on the Your PC, years, yeah. my years of training yeah. to be to more competitive. Yeah. <laughs> you can beat seven year olds. I can, I can beat the shit out of seven yeah. year olds or tell their parents they bought a ready M game. Exactly. I'll just start screaming obscenities until their parents pull the plug. Um, <laughs> so, so I guess that's it for uh, news. Unless we have anything else I missed. Norm, you feeling good? I'm sure there's some stuff we missed. But absolutely stuff we missed. Uh, let's play some music. We, we talked about Lenovo last week. We talked about Lenovo. So might be looking to sell their PC business. Uh, we didn't talk about that. Um, as well. 
I saw that Steve Jobs wanted to put OS 10 on Sony Vio laptops in the early oh, 2000s. Wow. That would have been such a drastic shift in the time vortex or timeline. Well, something. Think about think about like what, a sliders you, episode. <laughs> that's a second the sliders. Gate bridge is blue. Uh, this, this podcast already. The Golden um, Gate Bridge is blue. The one thing uh, we we did loosely talk about Mac 30th anniversary last week, but Apple released a uh, their promo video for it to celebrate the the birthday. Um, Shite Day, uh, the advertising agency that they worked with, with the, for the original uh, 1984 ad, uh, also produced this ad, and it was directed uh, by Ridley Scott's son, Jake Scott. Really, and the ad which you can watch on Apple's website. Uh, it's, it's, I guess less, less so an ad and then it's a, it's called a spot. It's like a two minute thing, uh, celebration of the Mac. Um, definitely plays like uh, a lot of the commercial that we saw in the Super Bowl, the montage voiceover sentimental stuff that Microsoft even had a great one during the Super Bowl. Um, but what was the whole, what was there? This was about the future, right? It's about how Microsoft products help people in the present, and went, yeah. to, went in with the NFL player with uh, who had uh, some some disease or something, and he had to communicate. He was using Microsoft products to communicate with the son. Got it. Okay. Um, but the Apple one, so you go to this landing page, and the video just plays in the window, and at the end of the video, you realize that this video, which is a, a big montage. Was all shot. Not only was it all shot with iPhones, iPhone five S's, but it was all shot on the birthday of the Mac on one in one day. Oh, it's the one day video. So uh, on January twenty fourth, which was the anniversary of the Mac, uh, Jake Scott, Ridley Scott's son, went to his command center in L.A. and through FaceTime communicated with, and you only using Mac products, communicated with fifteen cinematographers and assistant directors from around the world to film 70 hours of this footage. And then had a team of like a dozen editors, uh, 20 editors piecing this. So basically minute. you're saying it, it sounds really impressive. Yeah. But when like, you take right, it, right, right, right. So yes, the fact that it was shot with an iPhone five S sounds impressive, but what was really impressive was the millions of dollars of logistics and decades of combined c- cinema experience and editing experience combined to make this ad. That's mm-hmm. what was, was impressive about it. And it was, it was a good ad. It wasn't just like your, your buddy who just bought. No, no. Came out of the store. Was and like, shot oh, it look vertically. At this thing. And like, oh, I can do slow yeah. motion. Hey man, I'm going to shoot my student film using all these iPhones. <laughs> I, yeah. It's just like that, right? Just, just like that. Just do like recreations of Indiana Jones scenes. That'd be amazing. Just like We should that. swede some movies using our iPhones. <laughs> <laughs> but there are photos of these cinematographers using iPhone rigs. I'd be much with more battery packs and having like backup iPhones ready to go. So they were like Ghostbusters, like and, coming to the scene. And, and, and they would have like be shooting with like a iPhone Steadicam with a second iPhone mounted on top to FaceTime with the director. Hmm. And then like, oh, this iPhone's done, and then swap out another unit and some digital guy uploading digital media management guy uploading all the footage back. Oh my God. Those guys had the worst part of this job. Cause I mean, they had to sync all of these iPhones with a computer to get the video off. Yep. You, um, I, 
I would love to see a documentary about the making of that much more than I want to see the video. I'm sure there, I'm sure that was also filmed. It's like the, the, by <laughs> team B with team its B. other 50 with people the, with, with legit yeah. like red cameras. Yeah. I'm sure shot that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like for the cameras right there. Yeah. We could, you want, if you want just behind the scene, behind the scene. Yeah. And yeah. then the, then the behind that were some yeah. interns yeah. with Android phones yeah. shooting the making of the making of it. Um, I want to see making of the Super Bowl halftime show because you see, like, I yeah. want to see you, you and Gary would both want to see that. Oh, did and everyone, Gary, everyone wants to see it's that. Ama- it would be amazing. Why has nobody done that? Why has nobody made a documentary you know, you know about why? how the, th- cause they can't have the documentarians in the way for the three minutes that they have to roll that thing out. I heard flea faked it. They always fake they, it. They, I know that. Well, I don't know. Did Prince fake it? Prince, Prince they sing, it. but they never have instruments because the, the Prince plays an instrument. He plays that guitar. No, they fake the, they the, didn't what? fake they, they can't do sound checks. Oh, that thing's too fake, unique. Fake. Okay. Prince didn't fake it, but the Red Hot Chili Peppers did because they were not the headliner yeah. because Bruno Mars was a headliner. So Bruno Mars guys. Oh, really? Played, and because the, the Red Hot Chili Peppers was a, was a cameo, cameo appearance, just playing one song. You couldn't do the mixing for that huh. in the middle of the Bruno Mars. Set. What comes out of this? Prince doesn't fake it. Prince doesn't fake it. He's, he's the artist. I, I got, he never fakes it. I he, was, no. he was on the new girl. He wasn't. I watched the, the first time I watched the new girl since it came out. I watched half that episode. You should watch the Prince bits of the new girl. I don't Prince is really good. I never, I don't think I'd ever heard Prince's voice except for in purple rain, like his speaking voice. Okay. You know what I mean? When do you hear Prince talk? He's still just my character in the Saints Row games. So like, I oh, just that's have a good that. One. I just have that voice tied to Prince. He's like super tough. Oh, see, I, okay. Nolan he, North. He wears heels. No, I, it's not the Nolan North. It's the, it's the other voice. I usually use the Russian woman voice and make my, my person look like an alien. Okay. Like a Star Trek villain. Prince is good. Prince is pretty good. It's a great way to role play. <laughs> Scenes <through>. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think they don't have, there's, there's no documentary for the halftime show uh, because of 2004. The, the the Timberlake incident, incident? Yes. with the boob yeah that nipple shield's still weird it's been ten years um I am going to play some music and then we're gonna talk about what we've been testing didn't one of the chili peppers say he was gonna whip his dick out on on the Super Bowl what that was a threat I thought what the, to if they commemorate a, the Janet Jackson if bit. they had made that threat they would not have been on the Super sounds Bowl. like a lyric. I'm going to Google that. Uh, Norman Chan, mm-hmm. we have been testing Steam OS and mm-hmm. Steam boxes and all sorts of stuff. We oh, shot a yeah. big long video about that this morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have any thoughts on Steam OS you would like to share? Dave, do you have um, any questions about Steam OS you'd like to ask? How, what, what, what's your feeling as uh, a normal? I just kind of want to, a nor- uh, what I'd like to know is, is this something that I'm actually going to use or is it uh, just one of their skunk works projects. Cause I always feel that valve kind of has their secondary projects that it's like, Oh, they exist. Like I never use big picture mode ever. The big, big picture mode is what led up to this big picture mode was the, was the test of the front end for steam OS. I think steam OS is going to be as big for valve as steam was for, for valve when they launched half-life two with steam. Do you think it's going to be like a valid thing? Do you think it, there will be a sea change where people are switching yep. their computers? They, they they want exactly what I wanted, which was just give me a Steam button and uh, a version of Chrome. Yeah. Yep. You, well, Except it'll be, it'll be the other way around where it launches into Steam and then, and then you, you can launch your browser uh, from Steam, which you can do right now. And nobody will care because I don't 
I'm the only person that plays games off good old games, so who cares about legacy games? You can still install legacy games. You just run them in DOSBox on Linux. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, I mean, no, what's going to happen? valid. What's going to happen if they do that, if there is that transition? There'll be a bunch of games that are in between, like, the DOSBox box ages that are easy to emulate. Like, all of the 3D stuff that doesn't run very well in virtual machines will be really hard to emulate on uh, Linux. Cause it'll be too intensive to run with like inside virtual box or something like that. And not, not 2d enough to run in DOS box. So if we project steam OS forward to six, Flea did now, say that on Twitter, by the way, Flea said he was going to, who wants to see my penis at the super bowl. I think he said Dick actually it's starred out on this picture. I can't tell. Uh, if you project out from six months or a year from now or, or th- three years from now, what steam OS will be, it's, I think it's been good for PC gamers, good for windows gamers, um, you're gonna have a very polished single box experience and unlike consoles where you're paying the $300 for this one, you have one type of play, which is paid 300, pay $400 and you play games the way Microsoft wants you to play it or the way PlayStation, Sony wants you to play it with a disc and, and their store with steam. You're gonna have these options where you can do the build a living room, HTPC, and that is your steam box. You don't pay your 90, your hundred dollar windows license. You can run your local games, and in five years, there'll be many more games than the 500 games right now that run natively on Linux. Media Player will all be there. Your video stuff, your Plex, your Netflix will all be there on that box. Or if you don't want to build your $1,000, $1,500 living room HTPC, you can buy your $100, $200, $150 streaming-only box, and then you run everything. And this is why I think more, most people will be doing, was running, running games on Windows on their main computer, on their gaming PCs, mm-hmm. and people have more incentive to actually build and buy gaming PCs mm-hmm. than ever before because then you have a dual purpose where you add this $200 unit and can also stream in-house. And your home infrastructure is going to be better. More networked houses, more better Wi-Fi. Um, it, I think it, it is the smart way to combine PC gaming with the living room. I have a 12-year-old nephew who you know is your pretty mainstream Call of Duty Xbox player, and this recent Christmas, he wanted to get a he wanted to get a computer specifically just for Steam, which I thought was like, oh man, all of those. And he got an Xbox, so it kind of blew me away that because I had always looked at PC gaming, it probably as most of us look at it as kind of an older man's. Uh, I see. I think that's bit. totally changed. Like, no, my, I do, like yeah. my, Minecraft. If you want to look at something that brought six-year-olds into the PC as a gaming platform, Minecraft is it. Parents love Minecraft. Kids love Minecraft. Yeah. You can buy Minecraft shit at the grocery store now. But he went through the, you know, his, uh, my sister sent me an email and was like, oh, well, you know, what should he do? He's got this much money. And I was like, he should, you know, if he really wants to have a nice system, he should, you know, go buy one. I could help him. I could do it over Skype or mm-hmm. something like he should get the individual parts and put it together and learn a little bit about it. Computer. Build your own lightsaber. Yeah. And, you know, she was hip to the idea. He was hip to the idea for about a week. And then, of course, just, you know, bought like a I buy power system. So, I, I mean, that's what happens, though. Right. Yeah. It's like so I think. Uh, you know, on one hand, I see the, the the valve stuff and the steam stuff and you're like, oh, you know, it's great that they're going out and getting all these different hardware providers to, to build all these steam boxes and stuff. But you also see that as like the fault of 3DO and, you know, all these other, you know, uh, later uh, PC era type stuff where you have no consistency around kind of the, the brand or something. Platform, and yeah. it's like where I can agree with Dorm and say, oh, yeah. 
this would be perfect for me. I can build a PC. I can build exactly what I want, and it's going to work perfectly. I still don't see it being as easy. Uh, and you guys, even watching you guys just set it up here, it looks like a well, right it looks now, like a still task. beta. This, this this is the early adopter period. I would not yeah. recommend yeah. your nephew or any anyone not who is if more comfortable in the console gaming world than with and hasn't haven't built a PC or used Linux. Now it's not. But it's time. cool. If you want to play Call of Duty, this is not the platform for you because it crashes the moment you try to launch it. But you know what? Probably better investment that hundred fifty dollars, two hundred dollars Steam box down the line than an Uyo. Well, that's true. I mean, well, come on. That's I, easy. I've well, had meals that were a better long term investment. A lot of people thought that hundred dollars was a great buy. Not so. Towerfall's pretty good, right? Towerfall. It's like Samurai Gun, but it's and, been out longer. They're right. There's a sea change. People playing Minecraft, and you, you can play hardcore PC games core PC games, your simulations and stuff on your desktop, but there are a lot of PC games that either are on PC only or you can get them on PC that play better in the living room. Yeah, I mean, all of the console ports that were designed to run on game pads, assuming the games were ported well, work great in the living room. I've had an HDMI cable dra- dragged in my living room for years now. I play, you know, Saints Row, Oblivion, from that generation on with, you know, on the big TV and it's a fantastic experience. I need the den atmosphere of PC gaming. I need to be smushed up against you, a... You like a lean forward. Yeah. I, <laughs> I like a lean back. I like yeah. a lean forward too, but, yeah. you know, lean forward for some stuff, lean back for other stuff. It's all good, man. Um, Steam, the other thing is that Steam has gotten really huge. Mm-hmm. Like over the course of the 360 PS3 generation, Steam, Steam got enormous. Um, we still don't know how enormous cause there's no numbers on steam game sales really, but uh, judging by what like indie developers who come out and release games on XBLA and PSN and then roll them out on steam and report 10 and 20 times greater sales. I, I have to assume that that community of people who are coming to steam looking for games has gotten enormous in the, so in the last 10 amazed years. They are a private company. It's great. It means they can make yeah. smart decisions instead of shareholder yeah. friendly decisions. It's so crazy that to see a big company like that. It that is, is yeah. building that way. They go up and talk like, hey, Gabe, is it cool if we spend $300 million on this? Sure, why not? Let's so do it. Remember we when Steam it. came out and the, the huge backlash was, wow, you have to go register your games online. Yeah. And every time you play your game, you have to go be connected to internet. Well, but, and, but the, remember, if you think back to that time, the and, reason and, people and were upset is that every other time somebody had tried that, it sucked. It was so bad. What is the, and then the, the resistance because infrastructure wasn't there and implementation wasn't there. What is that resistance, the equivalent of that today? What is the idea that people are uncomfortable with because it, it hasn't been executed properly or because they don't, people don't have enough foresight to figure, realize that the infrastructure will be there in three years, in four years, in five years? Uh, that is going to be the next big sea change. Well, the Linux, you mean in games or just in general? In games, uh, the Linux stuff. I think. I think if if Valve can get enough of enough people using these Steam OS machines, then the big publishers will have no choice but to embrace Linux. That's the that's the thing. And I think they would want to if they, if they could. Why? It's more work. Uh, that work ain't free. I, I, I doubt a lot of them want to... I mean, remember the people that are actually making the games are your tech-savvy nerds. They're probably actually writing a lot of the software on Linux machines themselves. Yeah, probably. Uh, so I I could see them uh, a want to contribute to that community uh, rather than being in the locked world that seems to them almost more console 
Well, and if you're if you're the big publishers, I think you have to be worried about a future where Microsoft only allows applications from the Windows Store to run on Windows. Yeah. Right. Because that means it's another that means it's if you pay that means if Steam is running on that in that ecosystem, you're paying 30 percent to Valve and 30 percent to Microsoft. And where's your you know, where's your all of a sudden you're only making 40 percent on the sale instead of 60 or Can you imagine like how hard that would be, though? You would be like the most popular kid at a giant, giant school where everybody knew you immediately like Valve going into the Linux world and being like, hey, we're here. And then you got like every oh, yeah. little fractured piece of the Linux world like jumping around me like Valve. It's like help the, us out. It's like the breakfast club. Come over here, buddy. Well, you remember or the, being really intimidated and like they're going to ruin Linux. Yeah. Why are these it. guys getting in here? They're, 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 too, they're too cool for us. Yeah. Well, do you remember when Posers. when South, when Source started and they released Linux versions of like the Team Fortress Classic mm-hmm. and Day of Defeat and all the game servers and the Linux community was like, well, fucking go pound sand. If you're not going to release clients that run on our, on our system, mm-hmm. we're not going to run your servers either. And then, of course, everybody ran the servers anyway. Mm-hmm. It didn't matter. But like it's a tough community. It's a yeah. tough community. Um, and uh, I, I don't know. I'm interested I think to it's see totally how it's totally valid. If half-life three is released Linux only. Well, the other thing Steam could do if they want to valve could do, if they want to speed Linux adoption is give the publishers a bigger cut on steam ga- on steam on games that run on Linux. So if they say, look, we're going to take 30% to distribute on steam for windows games. We're going to take 10% to distribute on steam for, for Linux games. For the next two years. So then it would get the developers themselves. Trying so to then the publishers are excited about it. And will I mean, that's how to, how to make that's them want to invest. Idea. I don't know. I mean, I'm not a business guy or a game developer or a game publisher. So what do I really know? But, um, the, the OS is just a guy in front of a microphone, just a guy with a microphone <laughs> and a camera. Um, the, the, once you get the machines and the systems installed, it's much more like usable than I expected. I, I expected like normally Linux beta is super duper beta and, and this works pretty well. The streaming stuff is even okay. Um, if you have, if you have a decent gaming PC and a wired network. So steam OS, um, uh, second rev. Of, I got the second rev of Google glass. They finally sent that. It took two weeks to get, to get over. But, um, and I got a pair of the frames at the same time that I'm probably sending back, but we'll do a video with that. Uh, the new one's much faster and the screen is much brighter compared to the old one. The is the first thing I noticed. The speaker is a lot louder too. Um, and we, I got brown instead of orange this time. Pictures still suck. Uh, you know what? I haven't looked at them yet. I took a bunch of pictures the day before yesterday um, and I haven't looked at them on a real computer yet. So I don't, I don't really know. You can never tell with that little tiny screen though. Um, but yeah, so we'll, we'll, I, I haven't had a chance to spend time with it cause we went places yesterday that I couldn't wear glasses, couldn't wear the, the project glass. Um, but we'll do something in the coming weeks. Made an appearance in a super bowl. Really? One of the Seahawks players was wearing Google glass in, in the celebration immediately after the game. That is as, ridiculous. as a Lombardi trophy came by, he picked up Lombardi trophy and kissed it. And he's wearing Google glass. I'm big you, moment. You know what? I'm gonna go ahead and say I'm okay with that. I think that's a like. I think I'm, I would love to see the video feed from that dude's perspective yeah. on the ground he is, at the he Super is the Bowl. Perfect candidate. So. Yeah, he's a he's an interesting person doing interesting stuff. What was the Catherine Bigelow movie? Uh, Strange Days. Hurt Locker. You remember oh. Strange Days? Uh, kind of. Where Ray Fiennes was wearing the. It, it was basically the uh, the same thing as uh, Google Glass, except it. 
it played back in your head at night. Oh, really? No. So, like, if you did the Google Glass and it, you know, recorded all the video, but then you put that hardware back on your head, like on somebody else's head, they could relive it. It was memories. Yeah, but your emotions and all these types of things. That's um, what I would want. I would want the emotions of the player. I would want to feel like the crazy heartbeat. You were like, like so electrodes, like stimulating your heart. Your yeah. heart being faster. Yeah, and you're exactly. sweating. I want to feel so yeah. great. I'd like. I just be, won the Super Bowl. I'd love to be in <laughs> shape. <laughs> you know, like. I don't know if they can make. Me I feel like I run really fast. Yeah. Um, pictures look a little bit better. It's impossible to do AB because they made me send the old ones back before they'd send the new ones. Um, but the places where they would be oversaturated and janky on the old ones don't look as bad in the pictures I've shot so far. So we'll, we'll do some more testing and talk about it in the future. But uh, if anybody has any questions about that stuff, post them in the comments. $1,500. I, they are definitely not worth $1,500. And it's still super weird to wear them in public. Like people, people you get this guy. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you feel like, you know, it's funny. I didn't at first, but as the, as they've rolled out to more people and the number of douchebags that have gotten them have, has gone mm. up. Like there's, there was this thread on the private Project Glass Explorer forums detailing whether people thought like the fact that you could get prescription glasses on them made them ADA protected now mm-hmm. so that you could force your workplace to allow you to wear them there and bullshit and stuff like, like it's just entitled techno nutballs. It's really, it, it's a bummer. So, um, unity in the camp. <laughs> yeah. There can't be any dissent. It was it among was, the explorers. If the, <laughs> if the explorers descent, then then you're never going to reach the new new the new world. Um, have either of you played Flappy Bird? Is it? It might be iOS only. Do you know what Flappy Bird is? I can't believe all these games that you keep bringing up. Flappy Bird was kick the what was it? Push paper, the paper push, push the paper thing. Paper toss. That's definitely yeah. on Android. Here you go, Dave. I want you to. We'll talk about the next oh, subject. And you play some Flappy Bird. Let me know what you think. We'll do an instant review. Uh, Norm, I built a couch game prototype, controller prototype. I I took wood scraps and glued them together and drilled some holes. The with fuck? Forced it. Keep playing. It gets better. You got to get past the 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 the, the holes. Um, the Forstner bits. I used the Forstner bits that Adam recommended. I think you you guys. Brand? Uh, I went to Amazon and bought uh, ones that were eight a sixteen piece Forstner bit set. So I have one to you know 16th inch increments for the most part. Okay. Um, that's scary. Those are scary bits. They are big fucking bits. They're real scary. And I was cutting into old dry ass plywood. So it was, the wood was coming off in chunks, but the sides of the hole are perfectly smooth. So it's, I, I was impressed. Better than a spade bit. Um, way better than a spade bit. Uh, that analog stick works pretty well. So, uh, we'll talk about more than that coming up. I'll I'll probably do a story about that. I've I've got a couple more sets of sticks and buttons coming to test some different stuff. Um, everything for Nidhog. Every uh, and samurai gun and maybe tennis and and uh, bari bari ball and hokra. Um, do we want to talk about uh, uh, how you doing on Flappy Bird, Dave? Shut up! Damn it! That's what it seems about right. No, I ate this. This is terrible. How's uh, how's your uh, your arcade cab coming? Are you Still guys staining. making progress? Still staining? Still staining. How many coats of stain are you doing? Well, one side needs two coats, and one side needs one coat, and then what are you, did, stain. Did you sand? Sand, and then you need sanding. You know, do you have a? Do you need and to borrow an orbital sander or something so it doesn't take hours and hours? And sanding. What? Jesus. And then polyurethane, two coats. A white bomb poly or a. 
What kind of poly you got? Are you brushing it on? It's brush, brush on poly, right. which needs to be sanded also between coats. Yep. Using a sponge, a little no. sponge brush. You should really buy. You should a be sander. using a sponge brush. Uh-huh. Yeah, don't use don't use Horse sponge. Hair. The hair will make it much harder to sand. Right. It also won't be even. Yeah. You either want to use a rag or a sponge for for the poly. Yeah, sponge. Yeah. You get those little ninety nine cent sponge brush. That's cheap then. Are you going to wax no. the outside of the poly and protect it better? You don't need that. You do that if you, if you tongue oil or something. If you put a poly, that's all you need. Really? Yeah. I always like to put wax on too. Nah, wax you do on. that if you just do like a, a plain, yeah, just a plain stain. Um, wood, wood control panel. Everything's wood. Everything's wood. Yeah. No, uh, no, uh, acrylic or plastic or any Lexan or anything. Okay. Alrighty, we'll keep us posted. If you want to borrow an orbital sander, or you should maybe get a belt sander for the amount of stuff that has to be sanded. It is a lot of sanding to do by hand. Yep. An orbital sander will do that in about, what, a tenth of the time, probably? Uh, much faster than that. Yeah. And, and it'll be a lot better. And a belt sander will be even faster than that. Belt sander is scary. Why? Get your you fingers stuck you, in I there? I mean, you don't really need a belt sander for something like that. It's a lot. Those sides are a lot of surface. Yeah, but an orbital sander. Okay, fair enough. Um... I am not a fan of sanding. It's my least favorite part of woodworking. I'm not a fan of the dust that comes out of the sanding, but the act of sanding, it's fine for me. I listened to like 20 hours of podcasts while I sanded the 160 feet of board feet of shelves that I made for my daughter's Tetris shelves. It, was, uh, it yeah, took a long time. Too. And I also, about midway through, I realized that I didn't have the shop back on for the first half of the sanding. Mm. So the dust in the garage is is reached a real damaging relationship damaging level because it's also our laundry room. So I had to do some dusting after that was done. It was great. Sanding great. Uh, Dave, you finished a project a few weeks ago. I did. Made a toy chest. I made a yeah. I've been doing some woodworking. I made a toy chest, made a router table, and made a Ooh. Alfie table. Made some frames, picture frames. I don't. I you know I'm not. A, I've never used a router really before. So routers are fun. You either, you know, you hold them or you plunge them. So a plunge-based router is one that you'll hold and, like, put into the middle of something. Okay. Where a regular, uh, you know, just a regular fixed-based router, you'd run along the side, the edge of a table or something. Mm. Okay. Uh, It's like to make a curved edge on a table or a board. Okay. And if you want to make a picture frame or something like that, you would take the fixed uh, side of the router and attach it to the bottom of a table. So that the router's underneath and the bit points up, and then you Jesus. run your wood over the top of it. You put or your hand top on top of the or, wood, or right? The side. Uh, you it's normally you should make a fence system so that there's a basically a fence that goes along this circle opening that where the bit is, and then you're running it over just the either the half or the you know the part that you need. And you use different bits to get different like curves and yeah. cuts. And I mean all everything's stuff, right? routed. Okay, you know when you start looking around, you're like you know, all these frames and all that kind of stuff. So. Is it kind of like a mill, but without all the XYZ stuff? Is that uh, what you're looking it, I at? I mean, it is. You know, it, there are different bits that just give you a different kind of style. So a roundover bit will just give you yeah. like a, a roundover to the thing. Or you could do a little fl- like fluting. Anytime you see fluting in wood, um, that's where you'll get it. We, um, when we shot the inventor and stuff, we went to an awesome wood shop where the guy who, the guy who owns it only does trim. Mm-hmm. Like he's a trim, yeah. he's a trim shop. So he does trim for old Victorian and Edwardian houses in San Francisco. And he has all these cool 
like curve routers. So Mm -hmm. we could take a piece of curved molding and a curved piece of wood and then, you know, do the, do the exact match exactly the, uh, yeah, they make a little year old house. Yeah. They'll make a little blade that'll, that'll just fit, uh, specifically for the, uh, against the old, yeah, against the old trim and then they can, they can rebuild it. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. It's wild. It's, uh, also scary, you know, as you use that kind of stuff, cause you're essentially you're passing your hand over the bit, which you're not, but you know, you, you, you normally use feed. A, you want to use like a push block or something yeah. along those lines. Don't, don't push your hand over the bit. Yeah. It's been, it's been fun. Yeah. The cool part is I've been trying to do everything where rather than, you know, buy a router table, I'll just mm-hmm. build the table. Mm. So that, that way I, you use the router to build the router table cause you got to build a yeah. center stuff out. So it's been been a nice little learning process and can you just plunge the bit into the into whatever you're cutting or do you have to come in from an edge uh it depends uh that's they have plunge bases which help that which okay. is uh it starts up you know uh above the uh you know the the surface that you're putting and then it you can slowly sort of uh drop it in there Interesting. i think the coolest thing that i've learned from that stuff has been just how far we've gotten with uh teaching things online because you learned it all through YouTube. I did everything through YouTube. That's, I mean, when I was doing biscuit, when I was learning how to do biscuit joins yeah. and all that stuff, I learned all that on YouTube. Uh, and I, I'm, you know, I'm very worried uh, about, you know, hurting myself or doing all those types of things. But I, I spent, you know, I probably spent 20 hours just watching like safety videos and I felt I had a really good understanding and, uh, you know, of all that kind of stuff. And you, you find these guys that are just experts and they run their little channels and, uh, it's been great. The thing Adam said about safety stuff, which seems true to me, is that, you know, as long as you have a healthy fear of everything and mm-hmm. just pay attention all the time and you're aware of how, like, if you know the ways that a table saw can hurt you, yeah, then it's pretty easy to not not put yourself in a situation that a table saw can hurt you. You know, you never lean over the blade. You never put yourself on either end of the board. You never, you know. Yeah. The things that I, you know, that I learned from that stuff was I went into it with no knowledge and I thought I was just going to rip a finger off. Yeah. Where then you go and you learn that kickback, you know, is the bigger problem, which is just the board that's on the saw hitting the back end of the saw and then, you know, flying Flying, up up from it. And it basically shoots uh, a board out like a bullet. Yeah. Uh, It could impale you. It could, you know, just knock you the fuck out. Um, Lose an eye. There's all sorts of bad stuff. Apply pressure. Yeah. Put, put, put a triangular bandage on, but fun. It's fun to make things. Making stuff is very satisfying. I'd miss that stuff. And you guys always got to do it. Uh, And so, I don't know. We usually make stupid stuff though, like potato batteries and, no, you but, know, nonsense. No, it's super fun. Like you get a good, uh, good feeling out of yourself when you can point at something, especially for an internet nerd like me, build tissue paper. Like, Hey, remember I designed yeah. your website how many years ago? Yeah. You, that was looks like three not, designs yeah, ago. Looks nothing like it now. Yeah. None of the codes there, like spent so, so much time on that code so that it could live for 18 months. Hey, we made it two years, three, yeah. almost three. <laughs> um, what do you think about Flappy Bird? Pro con? I don't. I, I think it's for people who are bad. No, I don't. It's not a good game. Yeah, I'm not. I got to nine and realized that I was and wasting I my life. I saw Mario pipes. 
They are Mario pipes. Yeah. Yeah. It's basically like you're, it's a, one of the flying fish from Mario. So you play a flying fish and you have to navigate a series of, of tight corners with a uh, poorly controlled bird. Yeah. He, he's, he flaps in a real harsh arc and you have to time it pretty much perfectly to swoop through the, I don't like the any barrel gaps. game where I'm just continually tapping. I feel like a hamster. Tap, tap, tap. tap. Like give Hit me the, scanner my, machine. Yeah, the bird, You're yeah. the, the water bird. You'd drink yeah, the water. exactly. So you just, just that movement that you're making is I left you in charge. throwing me off. Uh, anything else, Norm, on what we've been, on what you've been testing? Getting some stuff in. Fitbit's coming. LG Flex is coming. What's the LG Flex? Curve smartphone from CES. Oh, right. Um, okay, so I guess that'll do it for us. Let's take a few questions and we will uh, call it a show. Emails? Well, but we do the other one. Emails. Yeah, we don't do emails. We do emails. No, 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 no. Questions. Boom. If you have a question for This Is Only Test, the email address is podcast at tested.com. We just did an Adam Q&A podcast, so we have a lot of Adam questions. Not a whole lot of This Is Only a Test questions. So if you'd like to send some in, now's the time. We will definitely read them next week. Also, uh, send in your Jamie questions because we will be doing an oh, AMA with Jamie next Wednesday at 2 p.m. Pacific. That'll be on Reddit, though. Through Reddit. But yeah. Send us questions, too. Yeah, we might be doing something else afterwards. Um, first question comes from Scott. He says, greetings, tested peoples. I've been playing some virtual console on Wii U lately, and there's a pretty noticeable input lag when using a TV or the gamepad. Do you think flat panel televisions will ever reach the same response time as old CRTs? I mean, John Carmack has been fighting this for years. Is there no hope? Always keep testing. Um, what do you think about input lag norm? I don't have a Wii U, uh, for flat panels. I think the, it's to a point where I don't notice it. Uh, that's kind of where I've reached. So uh, I, I don't know if it's a priority for panel makers. This is the part where Dave says, I actually still have old 24 inch Sony Trinitron on my desk at home. Cause I can't handle input lag. No, this is where I say I'm, I just lean in. You lean forward, yeah, get closer. Yeah. If you decrease the distance between your eyeballs and the screen, yeah. the speed, the light has to travel yeah. less far. I can see that. Um, I think that the panels will eventually reach a point where they they are CRT have CRT parity. Maybe when we're all using OLED panels five years from now, or ten years from now, or twenty years from now, or however long in the future it is. But gated LCD technology is, has peaked at this point. Um, our next question comes from. Do, 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 do. Uh, Neil Castle wants to know, dear Will, Norm and Dave, I've recently found myself in position of my own apartment for the first time, having previously cohabited, cohabitated with friends or partners. I'm now in a position to start an arcade cabinet collection, but would like to seed it with two cabinets of my own creation, one for Nidhogg and one for Spelunky. In the most recent Giant Bombcast, Will mentioned he was doing something similar. I wonder what six buttons I should be looking at purchasing for use for the PC running either of these titles. Always be testing. Um, I got an Ultram Ultim Ultimark U-T-L-I-U-L-T-I-M-A-R-C Ultra Stick 360, which is something you should never, ever buy if you want to play arcade games because it's an analog arcade stick, which means it's, it works like the gamepad mm-hmm. stick on a, on a, on an Xbox or PS3 gamepad. Uh, you can pro they, they make this because they let you program it with software to have different response patterns that allow it to mimic four to eight way sticks that you would normally use in an arcade machine. But it's much better to just get sticks that, that, um, 
uh, have mechanical gates that you can switch. So they go between four and eight way mode or four and two way mode, whatever it is you need. Um, I can't imagine that this is a good experience for that, but it works great for games that normally have analog control. Uh, we tested it. I've, I've had four or five people play it now. Um, one, a, one, a team webhook played last night. I refused to use it. Why? Well, I did because I was worried because we had younger guys. You thought it was going to impact your performance. I, yeah, exactly. I didn't want, I wanted to keep the, the, uh, the it, ringer player in you wanted to hurt him world. as much as possible. Yeah. It did not seem to impact him that much. Yeah. By the end of the game, he, he was still dominating. Like seemed to like it. It's very satisfying. It, yeah. You can, when you get frustrated in one of those games. What I like about yours is that you built it basically to put over your lap when you're sitting on a couch. Well, it's just that intentional. It's just to test configurations. It's actually at the right height to put it on like a TV tray or a small table and stand in front of a TV. I I think you should put like velvet pillows underneath it. So then <laughs> or you just can, the holes. Yeah. Like so little, it can just be like one of those bad lap laptop. Oh, boards, you know, I yeah. love a lap board. Yeah. Um, this is going to go in a cabinet. This is just to test control button layouts. And I think stuff. you're overthinking it, man. You think I just need to have Lock this your legs some long USB yeah, cables? I, Yes. That's one way to do it. I then guess you can play it. Then you don't need to have the cabinet. Where are you going to put the cabinet? I was going to where, you, you know, know where I have a new apartment You know where your desk is. It's good. That's where the cabinet is. We're going to scoot you over off to the left oh, okay. a little bit. All right. You have to walk around the long way now and climb over some chairs. That makes sense. Um, I, yeah, I trip over something at least seven times a day in this office. There's a lot of cables. We have a lot of loose cables. We should really have one of those subflooring things so the cables can all run under that. But that seems like it'd be a big problem, big hassle. Um, for buttons, I'm still testing buttons. I started out using just normal HAP uh, US style arcade buttons. I think that they take too long to press. Like the throw on them is too long. I think I probably want a, a shorter button. So what? What uh, you guys are using Japanese style? Both. 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 Which Which uh, of the Japanese buttons did you end up buying? The Sanwa. Uh, yes, um, it's absolutely the sandwall. So the sandwall, the only problem with them is that they're, they're thin and they click into place. The hat buttons have a really long shaft. <laughs> so you, you can put them through a piece of thick piece of wood mm-hmm. and still fasten them correctly. The sandwall buttons ha- are snap into place. So you need to have them. They almost need to snap into like a thin sheet of metal or Lexan or something like that. I'm looking up. Exactly are they cheap enough? You can just mix and match. You just. Pick them all up. Check yeah, out the, which ones you like. The buttons are pretty cheap unless you get lighted ones or something fancy. Mm-hmm. The sticks are kind of expensive. The joysticks are about 60 bucks each plus accessories. I'm still the, the stick that I ended up getting. Yes. You, buy the, you buy the ball as well. Uh, I haven't. No, it's a different. I have to get a different shaft and ball mm-hmm. if I want the ball. Um, the the ball head sticks. Are you guys doing paddle sticks or ball sticks? Ball sticks. Because it's Japanese. Mm-hmm. So I have ball sticks coming. Um, so the difference is, you know, the ball sticks are the ones with the big knob mm-hmm. on top. The paddle ones have kind of a, it's a more fluted looking yeah. thing. Um, the, the, the stick that I got for this also has a short handle option and a long handle option, as well as different strength strings that you springs that you can put in to make it more or less tense. I'm kind of thinking that the long handle with the more tense springs is going to be a better experience, but I haven't, I, I don't have a way to, I haven't tested. I'm it sorry. Yet. I got the Saimitsu buttons. Oh, you got those. Those are expensive. Those are three twenty five each. Yeah. You can get a six pack of the Sanwa buttons for $15 on Amazon. No, shipped yeah. so I, screw buttons and focus attack is the website i got them from are they long the screw buttons is it long enough to go through a quarter inch sheet of plywood quarter inch yeah okay the only thing i would do is not i would make though. one of these things to make a uh major havoc 
uh, arcade okay. uh, uh, base because there were What's two. Major Havoc? So Major Havoc was, I don't know, early 80s uh, game where you, it was fun. You had two bits to it. One was like fighting in the starship uh, and you would move left to right and shoot. And then you would land on the enemy uh, ship or the enemy base mm-hmm. as an astronaut. This was the second part of the game. And then you would move through this maze-like thing. Uh, you'd have to, you know, destroy the ship or whatever, get oxygen. There was oxygen that was always going down while you were in this maze-like thing. Okay. And you could, all you could do was jump, and you had, like, really low gravity and move. And the way that the game moved was you would use uh, normally like a, a trackball, mm-hmm. but there's one version of the game where it's a cylinder because the only movement is left and right. You mean like a spinner? Like, no, like it's Tempest. a cylinder. Oh, like a so it's like a one axis trackball. Yes. That's it's amazing. A cylinder. Right. So I love playing that version and that version Sometimes shows up at California Extreme, sometimes does not. I don't know if that's like the regular version of uh, Major Havoc, but I have always wanted one of those. And that to me would be worthwhile to to build one of these separate systems. And I think that's the draw to it is that you want to build what you want. Right, Norm? Modular. Yeah. yeah modular. Yeah. So, well, and the thing... Yeah, like my so my feeling on main cabinets in general. I like that he's going to build two cabinets, one for like for games that are dedicated to those games. Because mm-hmm. the thing that I don't like about um, most people, a lot of not most people, but a lot of main machines, is that you get you you're like okay, I like these twenty games, mm-hmm. and you end up with these weird hodgepodge control boards that have like sixty five different controllers on them. And there's a there's a trackball there, and there's a spinner, and there's like a weird Tron joystick mm-hmm. with a trigger, and there's a throttle on the side. Cause sometimes you like to play afterburner, and you know a, the T two guns yeah. are sitting up there at the top, yeah, and there's with a pull, the red button on and, the side, and, and you can pull out a thing and clamp on a pull position wheel. Yeah. Like that's don't do that. Just, just make like a, you know, build a game to play. If you like street fighter, do your thing for street fighter, whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, I'm thinking this is like a Nidhogg, uh, Nidhogg, uh, um, uh, samurai gun, uh, super sports friends kind of machine. That's like four, four games probably. And then a simple UI to switch between them. Um, but I like the idea of a dedicated Spelunky machine. That seems pretty awesome. Six buttons. I think you need six buttons for Spelunky. So the thing I would advise is to sit down and really do some intense thinking while you're playing and look at the way the button layouts work and like what you actually, which buttons you need to be able to press at the same time, which ones you don't, um, what you need to get in and out of the game if you're going to do that and, and go from there. So yeah, that's arcade stuff. Um, how, when do you think you guys are going to be done with your machine, Norm? No idea. Indefinite future? It's lots of sanding, apparently. Yeah, yeah you guys are going to be sanding for weeks. Weekend projects. Uh, so I guess that'll do it for us today. Uh, Dave Snyder, where can people find you? I am uh, Enemy Kite on the Twitters. And you find me there, and I'm building Webhook, which you just go to webhook.com. You want to see my new, my new it's thing? It's a content management system that doesn't have a database. It's, it's crazy. Is that your logo? It's our logo. We got stickers, and they were too small. Oh, I, I was too dumb. I looked at it and I'm like, oh, I know the size of a round sticker. You're a, di- you're a designer. You should know that that's too small. A what sticker. A, what, why is that too small? Well, it's, I'm just, just, I, wanted like, I wanted like, you know, yeah, I wanted like a big sticker, I, I like but the, it's I fine. I like the small sticker. It's fine. It's cool. It kind of looks like Westinghouse. People tell me that, but Westinghouse looks like a crown and I don't care. I'm hip to the old 
you know, we talked about logos at the, yeah. uh, at the, uh, October cast. Yeah. I remember. And I'm terrible at them. And this time I just I wanted one true. to just be iconic black and white. I didn't want anything to it. You know, from watching, do you watch Mad? Have you watched Mad Men? I have. So from watching Mad Men, I've kind of separated logos and advertising into pre pre what I think of in my mm-hmm. head. I know it's not really true, but pre Mad Men and post Mad Men advertising world mm-hmm. where the pre Mad Men world is stuff like Standard Oil and, yeah. you know, the the old brands. And then the post Mad Men is the stuff that's like the the weird mashup names like Exxon or Esso that came from whatever the two oil companies were and, you know, all, all that business. Pre Saul Bass. After Saul Bass. That's yeah. a different show, but yeah. Yes. You are. That's, that's it. More, yeah. Yeah. Um, better call Saul. Uh, I think I, I like a lot of the, I think there's, it's time for those logos to come back. Those old logos to come back. The lots of like thin wire frames. I'm just tired. I can't think up characters and things. I don't, I don't want I just want here. It's a W. If it's a web hook, it could be like a guy he's fishing. Maybe. Pirates. Pirates could, are good. Yeah, you, you can have all these Avast, things. Avast has already taken its antivirus, but you could, I'm sure, you, you know, no confusion there. Um, so yeah, people want to know more webhook.com. That's where they go. Okay. Norman Chan. There's a bunch of good stuff on the site today. I know. Um, the, uh, 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 Sean, Sean Charlesworth, who was the inventor and in season one winner site. Are we doing seasons or cycles? To be determined. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's a good pause on that one. He uh, is writing about 3D printing for us and has a good how-to on the site today. There's a bunch of other cool stuff. Um, uh, Alex Castle, who built our main cabinet at Maximum PC, uh, did a Arduino thing to, earlier this week. It's like, it's circuits. It's like, yeah, circuit design. It's the part of, it's the part of doing shit with Arduino that I always have to cheat by just going online and finding somebody who's done the thing that I wanted to do and then figuring out why it worked rather than knowing how to make it work from scratch in the beginning. Um, and then other stuff on the site too. Uh, we will be back next Thursday with another edition of this is only a test. Uh, Dave Snyder. Thanks for coming by. Always doesn't count as 200. This is two. This is 200. Podcast. Remember February, what is it? February 4th, Fe- Fe- February 5th. Four, I thought it was fourth for sixth. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Today's the sixth. No, for um your uh your the flicker February flicker. Your Facebook flicker Facebook was created on February fourth, two thousand fourteen. So you got three days on February fourth, two thousand thirteen. Is not good. Flicker not good. Find out later. Premium content. Uh, if you would like to become a premium member of Tested, we have a bunch of awesome premium content. We built uh, SteamOS machines. You can see the video about SteamOS on the site right now. Um, but you can also watch us build. Norm and I build those machines if you're a premium member. Uh, we sit and talk about the machines we're building and nonsense for what, like, I mean, my machine took maybe five minutes to build. Yours was a little bit longer than that. Um, but we kind of run down like the whys of why we picked hardware and also what we thought about SteamOS at that time, which was last week. Did we shoot that last week? Week before. I got 30 year old gum. I'm going to chew that sometime. You're going to chew that 30. Where'd you get 30 year old gum? Read your sign it over. What what kind of cards is it in? Alf. There's Alf. There's Return of the Jedi. Dude, Alf is totally coming back. It's 83. Alf was in a Radio Shack ad during the Super Bowl. For an 80s revival. But he's also back in ad form. Was it the real voice of Alf? Yeah, I don't know who the real voice of Alf was. 
but there was a cat joke. They were like, oh, it's yeah. a food channel. Yeah. It's great. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. Uh, today's outro comes to us from 333. It's part of the massive dump of uh, outros he sent in last week. Here we go. Hi there. I didn't see you. That's it. Aspect is the way people like to describe stuffing, but it is effective. But but stuffing is the best stuffing, Adam. <laughs> it was <laughs> amazing. That was in the context of Thanksgiving. <laughs>